Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Does My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met at a training, and our secret sauce is that we and our partners became fast friends. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for couples therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com to leave a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why do I need to take care of my partner when they try to apologize to me? Ooh, boy. (laughs) I know I love every question, but I swear (laughs) this is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you going to say but this one's different no, no. she was going to say this one's her favorite this it's like she has favorite. all these children, oh. but this one's her favorite I, I it's true she loves all her kids I love this all one's the kids, her favorite but this one's my favorite yeah yeah um, Jules will you tell us why you love this one so much because I love separating remorse from shame <gasps> yes um, they are such yeah. different animals remorse and shame they yeah. are they are so so Shame is is like a feeling that's about social threat. Mm-hmm. Shame, I think of it as like social terror. Yeah. I'm laughing. Yes, Sorry. tell me more. I saw because that you face. Are, because you've already gotten really, which is eloquent. And I'm like, shame is feeling icky inside. Oh no, I love that. Well, it okay, is. It is feeling yeah. icky inside. Yes, yes, yes. Say more. Yeah. So when you experience a shame flood, mm-hmm. what is the icky feeling tell you what words come with it let's track it go with it oh i'm so awful why can't i i i'm the worst i just shouldn't why am i even alive Mm -hmm. it's this toxic like how are you even with me i'm the worst i shouldn't be a fill in the blank partner partner parent mother mother, father husband therapist human worker of any kind whatever Mm -hmm. artist whatever i shouldn't be Right. And so, it's like, yeah. Um, it's funny. Our audience can't see that I literally, so like my, your you shoulders really can small. go in. You got really Yes. Small. I try to shrink. And um, I'm, I don't even do that in real life when it happens, but this is the image that I have of what happens mm-hmm. to me. Cause I just know that um, if you could put lack of words, but a thought feeling to how it, what it would be like in your brain, everything you guys just said. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't feel it in my body mm-hmm. and yeah. I do want to shrink. 
And it's yeah. just that like, I know that I suck compared to other people. Yeah. Yeah, shame, shame to me, it feels like this quality of like, I should just disappear. I shouldn't even be here. Yeah. That's the quality of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And it pulls your eyes out of contact with other people, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we yeah. tend to drop head. We tend to pull in, like you were saying, like getting small. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of us feel maybe tingly sensations under the armpits or down the back. Oh. And that's because mm-hmm. you're probably getting okay. an adrenal release um, because you went into social threat. Okay. Um, and... Can I, can I pause yeah. you for our listeners yeah, yeah. and ask you to pull apart the word social threat? Because yeah, I think that's when that, I was that might be one that some people get stuck on. Right, yeah. totally. Okay. That's a big S- concept. Right. So our species is interdependent. And what that means is Thank that you. I need to depend on other people for mm. survival, sure, but also for general well-being yeah. and for thriving. Mm-hmm. So whether we're talking about just not dying <laughs> or we're talking about low bar, <laughs> low bar, just don't die today, or we're talking about um, well-being in general. So there are many, many, many studies at this point that are showing that people who are under social isolation, who feel alone, who feel a lack of belonging, have significantly worse health outcomes. Mm-hmm. So general well-being, um, including things like depression and anxiety, but also shorter lifespans, heart mm-hmm. attacks are worse, cancer's worse, like it's across the board. The healing time takes longer if you don't have good social connections. So well-being in general, right? Yeah. Is it accurate to say loners aren't born, they're made? Oh, that's an interesting question. I've been saying that. I like loners to say that. Aren't born. Like no one's born alone. What do you mean loner. by a loner? Someone who like, just prefers being a, totally alone and doesn't like people. Well, I don't. I think, I, I think introversion. I, I think introversion is a born in. Tr- it has some. It has some born in trait parts of it. So sure. introversion, meaning mm-hmm. like I would when I say introversion, here's what I mean. Um, I recharge better by myself. Sure. Or I need downtime that doesn't have a lot of stimulus coming in mm-hmm. for me to kind of rest, integrate information, that sort of thing. Maybe more, I'm going to put this in air quotes. You can't see my air quotes, but all my fingers are up with my air quotes. <laughs> Introversion, which is actually a very complex. Um, I'm more mean people who are like, I hate people. I don't need connection. I don't like connection. So that's all I'm saying is like, I don't think people are born a loner. No one's born hating people. We're born needing that connection and wanting that connection, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And then I, if something happens, be... you don't want that connection. It's because something happened. Totally. So, and some of us may want a little bit more of that or different kinds of that. Mm-hmm. And those differences are completely normal and fine and lovely. So when I say social terror, what I mean is, well... All of the ways that I have of creating my well-being and thriving and not dying naturally are now about to be taken away because I'm about to be thrown out of tribe. So we're talking about belonging. We're talking about a sense of whether or not I get to stay. Yeah. 
And so what happens, so if you have like, I'll be excommunicated. Right. Yeah, exactly. I love that word. So excommunication would be like a a threat. And I know that sometimes is a religious word, but I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. it even more broadly is if you're, if the, if the threat were that I were thrown out into the woods somewhere all by myself, then I would probably die. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, I, no, they're survivalists. You are awesome and I love you. Um, anyway, but generally our species is wired to actually decrease our stress when we're with other people. That's right. Now, hmm. of course, what that means is you pay a lot of attention to how people feel about you. If you are out there in the world paying attention to how people feel about you, you're not weird. You're listening to the bed nucleus of your stria terminalis, which is a fancy word <laughs> for you. the part of your brain <laughs> that is paying attention to whether or not people like you enough to keep you around. Now, if we're catching that, <gasps> no, they don't want me, we're going to go into toxic shame and it'll flood. And it's going to tell you you're a terrible person and you drop your head and you make your body small and you go, please, please don't hate me. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that a problem in apologies? <laughs> oh, oh. I got some answers for that. Okay. Go. (laughs) So if I'm trying to apologize to you and inside of my apology, which by the way, if I'm making an apology, that by nature means that I did something and it caused you some harm Mm -hmm. and I want to make amends for that harm. I want to center on you and make you feel better. But if I'm trying to give you an apology and I'm going deep into that shame place while mm-hmm. making an apology to you. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer centering on you. I'm no longer giving you the attention to make things better and make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And so now you're going into a place of, oh, you feel so awful. Let me take care of you instead of being on the receiving end of an apology. And caretaking. Right. So really, shame has all this contempt in it and it's focused on you. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas remorse is a feeling that is focused on the effects of my behavior Mm -hmm. on the other person. Mm -hmm. So what's brilliant about remorse is it comes up to tell us that we moved outside of our true north. Uh Uh-oh. I just behaved in a way that was outside of my integrity. It is very painful. It's a super unpleasant feeling. Thank goodness it needs to be so that, whoop, you'll jump back into true north and pay attention to how you might have affected somebody. So if I'm in remorse with you, so let's say, um, uh, let's say, Beckett, that I uh, did something terrible. I don't know. What did I do? Um, I... I forgot to pick me up at the airport. I totally <laughs> forgot to pick you up at the airport. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Now, watch this. I'll I'll go into I'll go into toxic shame. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Becca, I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm just so overwhelmed. This is just terrible. I mean, I feel so bad. 
It's okay, Jules. I'll just, I'll fight. I'll get a cab. I'll meet you. Like, it's okay. It's just, I'm just too it's okay. much for Jules, people. I'm Jules, so sorry. Oh, you're oh, not too terrible. much. You're not too much. Mm-hmm. Now, who's getting so taken true. care of, right? Oh. But that was fun to watch. Totally. <laughs> but who, I was like, oh my gosh, I've who, seen Who, by that. the way, was actually injured? Becca. Right. So now here's remorse. Remorse goes, oh no, you did not honor a commitment. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry. How long have you been sitting out there? Oh, about 20 minutes. Oh God, that's horrible. You must have been feeling like, what the hell? Tell me, what was it like for you, hon? I just, you know, didn't really know my way around. I didn't know if I should get a cab or of if, course. you know, I didn't know, I didn't know what was, I didn't know if you were okay. I left you something lost matter. and then you're worried. Of course you are. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just, I was really getting worried about you. And then, and then I was like, and what then do I do? Lost. And if you're pissed, totally. for sure, of course you are. Well, I broke our agreement. And the truth is, I am letting overwhelm completely take over my schedule and my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry I let that hurt you. Oh, thanks for naming that, Jules. And I'm really sorry that you're so overwhelmed, but it really feels good. Just yeah, to, but yeah, totally. Yeah, but I should really never is. let that get in the yeah. way of me honoring mm-hmm. a commitment. I'm, I'm so sorry, hon. That feels so incredibly different. Who's the focus now? Right? I wonder, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't have to do it for as long this time, but I want you guys to do that again. And Jules, I want you to show the remorse. And Becca, I want you to be not so kindly accepting of it. Oh, like get a little bit more totally. angry and riled up Let's and like, it. okay, it's so really not okay. And look at how you affected me and that, or I should do it maybe. Maybe you should <laughs> do it. Go for it. Yeah. So Jules, I'll do it. So, okay. Okay. Great. Show remorse. So Vic, I'm so sorry. I must be at least 20 minutes late. It, might, it was yeah, probably seriously, longer. Seriously. Of I've been course. sitting here. I'm in a strange town. I didn't even know, if, oh, should I just get an Uber by myself? Should I keep waiting for you? I didn't really know what to do. Absolutely. You should be <sighs> pissed and panicked. I, I really I, get it. I am. I yeah, of course. And you know what? Those feelings are my fault, hun. I really Jules messed says up. This, I lose steam. <laughs> you gotta keep it going. Keep it going. I was going. supposed to, and then I just kind of lose it. It's also, for my own issues, I have trouble. Me, I, well, it, <laughs> I Here's also the thing. have trouble getting angry. You guys know that. So I was like, I can't do this. Anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, but here's the thing: is when you're in remorse, the goal is not for me to be okay. The goal is for the other person to be held well. They're the one I messed with. Their feelings are the consequence, not mine. Right? Was it hard to stay there? Jules, no, like even not when at I was all. Get it. Really? Not if I'm in remorse, it's not. If I'm in shame, okay. it is. Yeah. If I'm in shame and you come at me like that, I'm, I'm probably in a space where I'm more defensive. But so I'm, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking about like, you know, all the people that come into our offices. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about how they move into these spaces where uh, there's been an injury. They're trying to move through a rupture into a repair. And 
it's like, and remember the time and also, and also, and also, and also, Mm -hmm. and don't forget. And also, and it builds and it escalates. If somebody is, we de-escalate things quickly when we own accountability. Mm -hmm. When we keep pushing Mm -hmm. off that accountability, like it's Mm -hmm. not my fault. I was so overwhelmed. It's not my fault. I just had too much on my plate. It's not my fault. I got lost in something, right? Like that's how we escalate things. But when we say, oh my God, it was totally on me. I effed up. I should have been Mm -hmm. there. You shouldn't have been left alone. This Mm -hmm. wasn't on you. That's how Mm -hmm. we de-escalate things. Yeah, because I don't feel like I'm trying to prove it anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Like once that's why you lost your steam. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you lost your steam because there was nothing to prove. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But in order to do that, I have to know that I'm in a remorse state. So a remorse state says this. I am totally an okay human who is Mm -hmm. totally valuable being an equal to the person I'm speaking to. Mm -hmm. And from that space, also, I'm a totally normal human who did not honor a commitment. And that affected another person. Mm -hmm. And how that affected them, I want to hear about, I care about, and I want to see what I can do to make it feel a little less terrible, even though I probably cannot make it all the way better. That's right. Because I already did the thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm making sure I'm centered in like, I'm okay. And my, and the, here's the brilliant thing. Oh, this is remorse is a gift to the other person, but I'll tell you what, it's actually just as much a gift to you. Mm-hmm. Because I, doing that, is so in line with your integrity, mm-hmm. it actually buoys up your self-worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, look at me coming back into rights with who I want to be. You know what else it strikes mm-hmm. me? Um, in, speaking of integrity here, is that when, when I'm in like shame, mm-hmm. I'm living in a, inside of contempt, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. incredibly self-focused. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Equally so, when I cause harm to somebody by being contemptuous and like blatantly outright nasty to them and obnoxious, right? I'm also incredibly self-focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I move into remorse, I'm completely shifting the focus. Mm-hmm. The fo- it's, I'm no longer inside of that contempt. I'm no longer inside of that self-focus. I'm now moving into a space that's much more relationally focused mm-hmm. and is actually mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, wait, if I mess something up, then there's actually also something I can do about it. It doesn't make me a bad person. It makes that action something that was harmful. Yeah, and that actually leads to more empowerment to do something about yeah. it. Yes, so I was just going to say that, a, yeah. It's a more empowered position. Whereas a shame pit is basically like, now I'm weeping and or losing it or whatever, whether defensive losing it or weeping losing it. And, yeah. and now I'm asking other people to focus on me. Yeah, yeah and there's almost like a hopelessness to it. There is. There's a hopeless, helpless to it. There's nothing I can do now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the remorse, like you said, is empowering. Mm -hmm. I can do something about this. Yes. So whenever we do something that feels out of our integrity, if we can slow ourselves down, remember all humans mess up. (laughs) Offer yourself a bit of compassion. I shouldn't laugh when you say that. I'm sorry, because it's true. Well, and sometimes sometimes it's a big mess up. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm just thinking about. I was in a space where I was triggered. If this was like six months ago at this point, but I was in a space where I was flooding and had a really bad session. 
I ended up actually giving the session away for free. I was not doing therapy. Um, I was I was too triggered. I was having a bad day. It was awful. And and the things that were coming out were not only bad therapy, but out of my integrity. Mm-hmm. So me making sure I financially repaired, making sure I verbally repaired, making sure we keep talking about how that showed up and how mm-hmm. painful that was and how having somebody in my position doing that was so awful was really imp- is really important. And it's really important mm-hmm. for me as well as for the person yeah. I was working with. So that, so that their experience is validated. They're not crazy. Mm -hmm. It really was bad. And I keep having the empowerment to come back into who, who do I really want to be? Because all of us can mess up. All of us. And Mm -hmm. it can be a lot bigger than coming late to the airport. Yeah. Or forgetting to pick somebody up. So this is reminding me of something that I want to talk about. Maybe we could pick up on it in our next episode. Mm, but I really like to talk about power and power over, power under, power with. Um, Ooh, I like it. Let's because we're it. leading right there. So why don't we wrap this episode up? I love it. Okay. See you later. Bye-bye. Take care. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner. We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at one of our workshops. You'll find our next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you can ask us your questions? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. And here's some gratitudes. Thanks to Al Hoberman, our sound editor and podcast production magic maker. Thanks to every one of you who has joined us for our workshops in the past. We've learned so much from all of you. And thanks to everyone who's reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others to find the show. Take care of each other best you can. See you next time. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley-Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.